Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik. Our daily limud of Hashem. We have today number ninety-one in our limud. As we continue through chapter nineteen, going through the elements of Hasidus, the next shlav in our ladder, we finished off last time discussing the two subdivisions of of deed of action where there's room for Hasidus when it comes to our actions between man and God and our actions between man and man. And now the Ramchal is going to give us multiple examples uh, from the Gemara Megillah that illustrate how big people would practice these Hasidus indeed. When big much approves from Chazal, where we see this, this Hasidus in action. We see the Ramchal mentioned this a few times, this lashon of, even though this is obvious and doesn't require any sort of proof, I'll prove it to you anyway. Again, I think I quoted in previous Yorim, the uh, Lubavitch Rebbe, Zetzal, would do something similar in his in his Igris Kodesh when he would write letters to people. He would say, this is something that's totally obvious, it, should, it, should, it goes without saying, and then he'd go ahead and, and say it and explain it, because while it's obvious to him, it may not be obvious to us, and his point was, to impart upon us, impress upon us how important it is for us to make it obvious to us. So, let's follow the Ramchal's lead here and, and go through his, his rayas, his proofs. The Perak B'nei Ha'ir Amru, he says in Perak B'nei Ha'ir, which is in Megillah, the Gabar says, Shalot Tamidav Es Rabbi Zakkai. B'maha Rachta Yomim, He'e Rachta Yomim. The students of Rabbi Zakkai asked him, Why did you have such a long life? You lived very long. Why, uh, you're living very long. You're, 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 oh, you're an old age. What, what, what made you zocha to this? Why, why did you marry such a thing? Amr Lahem, he said to them, Miyamai, all my days, lo hishtanti besoch arba amos shel tefila. I never hishtanti, uh, urinated, number one, went to the bathroom within dalad amos of, of, of where I was davening. Back in the day, there wasn't, you know, plumbing like we had today or public restrooms. So wherever people found themselves, it was common practice to go and, and, you know, relieve yourself in random places on the side of the road, wherever it is. And people would dive in also in random places. And Le'alacha, if you use that place to go number one, as long as you waited long enough for, like, you know, the smell to dissipate and it wasn't disgusting, you were actually able to dive in there. Le'alacha, but he was Machbed not even to dive in there at all. He wouldn't, he wouldn't urinate within Dalad almost where he would dive in below. I also never coined a nickname for my friend. And we'll, we'll elaborate on what that means and what could possibly be wrong with that in a second. And I never neglected saying Kiddush on Shabbos, always made sure he made Kiddush and wine. So much so, I had an elderly mother, I was so makbed on it, and I guess she recognized it so much, that she went ahead and sold the veil that she wore on her head, just so I would have enough money to buy Kiddush, buy wine to make Kiddush on Shabbos. Alright. Here we see examples of both aspects of Chassidus. How so? When it comes to being very midaktik in our mitzvos, we see a He wasn't chayv to sell his clothing in order to get wine. He didn't have no money for wine. He was potter. To the point that his mother would have to sell it, sell the veil from her head in order to get funds to buy wine. Okay, no, it was chasidus. It was above and beyond that caused him. And his, I guess his mother, and in, in kind, to to do such a thing to sell her veil in order to get wine for Kiddush. And when it comes to be done lechavero, when it, we, this idea of a nickname, he never made a nickname for his friend, even if it wasn't a, a negative nickname. That's what there explains 
Meaning, what's so bad about giving someone a nickname? So for for sure, it's, it's not just talking about him not giving a bad nickname. That's obvious. I mean, that you don't need to be a chassid to not give a negative nickname, right? He's saying here that he wouldn't even give a chal any nickname. So what's so why is that chassidus? So the Tosos over there explains that to call someone by their actual name is is a matter of respect. It, it's it's a sign of respect for that person that you're calling them by their actual name. To give a nickname is maybe it's maybe the slightest amount of disrespect. Again. We're talking about chassidus. We're talking about people that go above and beyond. This is an example of going above and beyond. To not even even give a nickname to someone else. It's above and beyond. It's, it's obviously it's a very kind-hearted thing that people do give each other nicknames. It's it's a sign of endearment. But even even that, Zakai was makvid not to do it. It was a chassid in that way. Rav Huna Gamgen Kashar Gemi Al Levush. Also, Masechus Megillah talks about how Rav Huna would use a grass cord. To tie himself around, tie his clothing around, like as a belt. Because he sold his belt also. He was very makvid on Kiddush, on Kiddush Shabbos. So he sold his belt in order to buy Kiddush, buy wine for Kiddush. Another example of someone going above and beyond in order to fulfill a mitzvah of Hashem. Ocham also, when the Megillah had asked, Shalot Atamidav, Tamidav, they asked the, the two students of Esrabi Eliezer ben Shamua, Bamaharachta, Yamim again, why do you, why were you married to live such a long life? Amar Lami said to them, Yamai Loa Sisi. Kapendaria Levesakanesis. I never used the shul as a shortcut. Velofasati al Rashe Am Kodesh. And I never stepped over the heads of Yidin. Hinezachasidos binyan kavod besaknesis. So we see when it comes to the shul, you never use it as a as a a shortcut, which we know actually Lalach, you're not supposed to use shuls as shortcuts. So this is talking about even in instances where it will be allowed. There are different instances where you know it was a pre existing shortcut that the plate that it turned into a shul, whatever it is, there are different inyanim. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi for the halacha. But it was in, even in instances that it was mutter le halacha for him to use the, the shul as a shortcut in that way, he still was makbed never to do it. Chazidus. And same thing when it comes to Bidan on the Chavir, he would never step over the heads of people. It used to be that when the people would be sitting and learning, the students, they would sit on the floor, and it wouldn't be normal for people to, for really, let's say, to step over them. Especially Tim Nechacham were allowed to do this. They, they, you know, they were, they were, they served the public. They were allowed to do this. It wasn't considered a, dera- you know, a derogatory thing for them to do. But he still wouldn't do it. Why? Shlodli Raos Kimavaza Osan. He didn't want to make it to even appear that he was demeaning someone by stepping over them. It was mutter, and he still didn't do it. Again, Chasidus. Ocham also in Gemara over there. Shalatamidav as Rav Preda also lived a long life. This Talmudim asked him how is how is he meriting such a thing. Amar Lemi said to them, I was always the first person in shul, in the base medrash to learn. No one ever got there before me. Again, is that a requirement? No, but that shows. Hashem wants me to learn Torah. Hashem wants me to devote my life, my time to his study. So inferred from that, it's a chash everything from Hashem. I'm gonna go above and beyond. I'm gonna make sure I'm the first one there. I also never recited. Benching in front of a Kohen, meaning back in the day, the person that would lead benching would actually save benching on behalf of everyone else. I mean, no Kohanim take precedence. However, if the Kohen is a less of a Tamachacham than someone else at the table, then that Tamachacham would take precedence. But, but, but Rav, um, Rav Preda himself would be Makvid to make sure, even if the Kohen present is a lesser Tamachacham than he, he would make sure not to bench in front of him, and he would let him get the covered. He 
he also would never eat meat that didn't have the, the matanos for the kohanim taken, separated from them just yet. Again, it's a chumrah, the halacha. There is, a, there is an opinion that holds that you're not allowed to eat the meat of a carbon until the specific parts of the animal were given over to the kohanim, but we don't pass it like that. Still, a prey that was makbid to not even eat meat from an animal until those matanos were given. Chumrah. Vamarod. We also see there in Gemara Megillah. Also lived a long life. They asked him, "Why did he merit? How did he merit such a long life?" Amar Lehmi said to them, I never derived honor from embarrassing, from shaming my friend, from someone else. And I also never went to bed having my, you know, a curse from my friend still on my head. Meaning, I would always, before I went to sleep, I would always forgive everyone. I would mulch everybody. And we, and we know if, if anyone looks in a venture or Kriyash Malamita, there's a there's a whole tefillah there, specifically for this purpose, in order to forgive. So you don't go to sleep, chas v'shalom, with, you know, someone else's um, wrongdoings un, uh, unforgiven. Again, chasidus, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You're not, you know, you're not chayiv to, you know, to, to, to we ask people for mechila because we have to ask for it, right? And you have, it's important to give it, but... It's not a chiyuv, especially not to preempt the mechila and, and offer mechila every night before going to sleep. That's as minus chasidus for sure. Mufari Shasha, awesome. The Gemara there explains his first practice of never, never getting honor at at this at the cost of the shame of someone else. The Gemara there explains Rambam's extent that he would he would avoid bringing shame to someone else through his own honor, as it relates similarly to a story of, of Rav Huna. What happened to Rav Huna? Rav Huna was carrying a, 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 a shovel on his shoulder. Also Rav Chana bar Chanilai the Kadarimine. Rav Chana bar Chanilai came and he tried to say, oh, let me help you out. Let me take that from you. Amrali Rav Huna said to him, If it's normal where, where in your hometown where you're the Rav, for you to walk around with the, with the shovel on your shoulder, then fine, I'll 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 give it to you. But if not, meaning you wouldn't normally do this in your own town, then I'm not going to get honor. Meaning me walk with my hands empty while you carry this this shovel, if if that's something that is even slightly, you know, shameful for you. And and the Ramchal elaborates on how how beautiful this is. This is mamish above and beyond. Right. Even though the, generally the 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 when Chazal tell us do not shame your friend to, to get your own honor, that's talking about proactively saying you know I'm willing to shame this person in order for me to raise myself up. That's a proactive thing. Don't do something. Don't shame your friend so that in, in a way that then brings you honor. The Chassidim, it is unbecoming to receive any honor. Even if the other guy is the one who offered, right? Rav Chanan Barachan he came and offered, oh, let me, let me take that, that, that shovel off your shoulder. He was willing to put himself in the position to carry it. But Rav Huna was mocked. Rav Huna was proactive and he said, hold on a second. Is this a design for you? In your hometown, would you walk around with this? You're a chashavarav. I appreciate you trying to honor me, but I will not get honor if it's at the cost of your shame. That's above and beyond. That's, that's someone, again, that's, of course, we shouldn't go out, we shouldn't shame someone else to lift ourselves up and bring ourselves honor. 
Um, but Rav Huna and Amnuchunya, as compared to Rav Huna, this is how Rav Nuchunya would operate as well. He would go above and beyond to make sure, even when someone volunteers to accept some shame on themselves and the result would be his own honor, Hasidim avoid honor at all costs. Essentially. Avoiding the honor. That's, that's, that's the key here. Givaldik. So um, some amazing examples from Chazal where we see people can go above and beyond for Hashem and for our fellow men. To, on both sides, on, on, on between man and man, and between man and God, to push ourselves to go a little further, to go above and beyond. Even if, even if it's not what's absolutely obligated of us, if we think that it's something helpful, that's, that it's, 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 a, it's a statement on our, ourself that we care so much about what Hashem wants and what, and what our fellow wants, then that's Chassidus, and we should try to go above and beyond as much as we can in a healthy way, of course. I'm looking forward to invite her tomorrow to continue uh, with, with, with examples of, of Chassidus in, in action. Chayim have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.